Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people, along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. The show is for grinders. People who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind. Colin, this is, this is the quote that kind of was, was the, the turning point, I would say, at this point in my life. And I came across a quote, and the quote pretty much said this, and it was by Steve Jobs. When you realize that the people who are changing our world, the people that are influencing our society every single day are no smarter than you, you will realize that you can do just the same. Success comes to those who ask for help and understand they don't have all the answers. People who do things differently and don't continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. If you're tired of making those same mistakes and you are one of those smart people out there, one of those few who understand that you need help, what I am doing is giving away a free 15-minute coaching call to every single one of you on The Daily Grind. So feel free to check out the link, book a free 15-minute call. I look forward to speaking with you. On today's episode of The Daily Grind, everyone, uh, we have a very special guest. His name is Brandon Goslin. Brandon is one of those few people in life who when you hear their story, um, it really kind of gives you goosebumps, shakes you to your core, and it really teaches you a lot about yourself. And uh, I'm going to let you just kind of listen to this episode, learn more from it. But uh, as always, be sure to grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, sit back and really dive deep in this episode that I do here with Mr. Brandon Goslin. Enjoy everyone. Well, Brandon Goslin, welcome to the Daily Grind. How are you today? Hey man, it's an honor to be here. I'm doing great. We're all super excited that you're here, Brandon. And say for some listeners out there being first introduced to you today, uh, if you wouldn't mind just kind of in your own words, sharing a little bit more of who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, so my name is Brandon Goslin. Uh, my main passion in life is motivational speaking, where you know I go and keynote different leadership events, whether it's camps or whether it's universities. Um, that's my main passion. But I mean, in addition to that, I do some consulting. I do um, different industries, biotech, tech, real estate. And I've kind of diversified myself in the business world and have some really great mentors. Um, I'll tell you what, the importance of mentors is really way up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, some, some of my mentors right now, I have two former partners of Steve Jobs, um, a guy who used to be the chair of a $10 billion company. And they're not only my mentors now, but now they're some of my business partners. Wow. Um, so just, yeah, getting mentors, I mean, I can't even focus enough on those kind of things. Um, but yeah, that's who I am. I'm from Burlington, Oklahoma, which is a town of 150 people. And I'll tell you what, there's not much to do there, man. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty much riding four wheelers and playing basketball and camping out in our free time. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit about me from, from Oklahoma. No doubt. Well, Brandon, before we kind of talk a little bit about what you're doing now, let's build some context. Um, let's talk about like, how did you grow up? Where'd you grow up? I know you said Burlington. What was your childhood like? Like walk us through that a little bit. 
Yeah, so I grew up in a town of 150 people, which is Burlington, Oklahoma. Um, I, I come from a very, uh, I would say, humble beginnings. Uh, the first house that my family lived in whenever I was born was one bedroom, and we had six people living in there total. So I have two older brothers, an oldest sister, and then my mom and dad. Um, so I mean, I, I grew up very humbly, um, but it, we, I didn't know any, like I didn't know any different. Like what we had was what I was used to. So I didn't know, like in Oklahoma, we're kind of sheltered. You know, we don't know all these yeah. big things um, that are out there. Like, you know, I'm living in Boca Raton, Florida now. Like Palm Beach is 30 minutes away. And that's the complete opposite world of what I grew <laughs> up in. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I grew up. The community I grew up in, I'll tell you what, man, Colin, it is like Mayberry. Uh, you know, from the, the old TV yeah, show. Totally. Uh, it, I mean, the community there, there supports you, love on you. And like, if someone in our community, their house burned down, you would have pretty much everyone in the community seeing how they could help offering food for the meals, um, offering to help, uh, you know, pay some bills and whatever it is, man. But just the community that I grew up in, that's kind of what built me to who I am today, basing me in my morals and my ethics and just my overall persona of who I am today. You also played some sports growing up, right? Yeah, man. I, I, in Burlington, we don't have too many sports. All we got is uh, <laughs> basketball and track, man. Um, so, I mean, I was, of course, in both of those. Uh, I went to state and track, and I went to state and basketball, uh, both. Um, but in basketball, I was lucky enough um, to go from my junior year, where I was averaging seven points and uh, six rebounds, to my senior year, I was averaging 18 points and 12 rebounds, and I was lucky enough to be one of the top 10 basketball players in the state of Oklahoma for Class B. Um, so that was really humbling and really an honor to kind of be at that level where, you know, I wasn't too good at basketball, but I put the grind in yeah. on the summer between junior and senior year, and I was just, uh, I was lucky enough to get to where I was able to be. Yeah, looking back on it now, like, what do you think, how do you think sports kind of prepared you for what you're doing now? Well, first, uh, my Coach, uh, Coach Randy Turney, he's now he's in Oklahoma, uh, in the, the Oklahoma Coaches Hall of Fame. And uh, he took our team of seven, seven guys. Um, wow. weren't the most talented group. Uh, we're just farmers, you know, we're not that talented. <laughs> but he took a group of seven guys, and we went to the state tournament that year. Um, and man, we were just blessed to be at the state tournament. But in, in basketball, we, we were taught, you know, teamwork, the, the, the point of working together and how, how important that is and mm -hmm. understanding each other's roles. Um, and relying and trusting that the other person or your teammates will be um, able to do what you know they're told to do or they said that they'd be able to do, whether that's blocking out or rebounding like they're supposed to, whatever it is. Um, that's kind of where you kind of understand the basic uh, roles that people should have and if they're able to uphold them. In addition to that, you also get some leadership skills in there because, I mean, I was the team or co-team captain. Uh, me and the other senior were the team captains. And uh, we, we although we were small, we had a lot on our shoulders because – the boys that year, we weren't supposed to go um, past districts, which is like there's four levels to get to state, and we weren't we weren't supposed to get past the first level. And the girls, yeah. they were supposed to get to state, and um, but you know, with some luck and some some pretty uh, hard work in, in there, we were able to end up going to state. And uh, and, and is I would say a lot of it was doing what had to do with our coach, um, because he he not only cared about us on the court, but he cared about us off the court, and he taught us the importance of having a strong faith. He taught us the importance of doing well in class because we were state academic champs four years in a row um wow. so we not only had a good uh, a good basketball program going to state three years in a row but also being st state academic champs four years in a row so our coach coach turn he really um taught us how to be um successful both 
on and off the court, which, I mean, that applies to all aspects of life. You can't just be good at one area of your life. You can't just be good at, in your business life, right? You have to be good in your personal life also because the way that the business world is going is, is starting to merge to where, especially if you're an entrepreneur, it's starting to merge where your personal life kind of becomes your business life. And just understanding that you have to be um, kind, you have to be able to balance both of those, but understand that they kind of overlap each other as well. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, throughout the years, you've gained a lot of wisdom and you've learned a lot of lessons. I mean, growing up in a town of 150, I got more people in my building here, (laughs) (laughs) you know, one bedroom, you know, all of a sudden you, you do really well in academics, you're doing well in sports, but something happens, right? Oh yeah, man. Uh, something life changing happened to me. It was, um, nine days after I graduated high school. So it would have been uh, May 25th, 2013, mm-hmm. and we were, I was hanging out with my friends, you know, kind of celebrating that we're finished with high school and everything, and we, my friends and I, we didn't drink or anything or party that much, so we just, we rode four-wheelers and went camping, Yeah. and that yeah. night, whenever we were camping, I uh, was riding a four-wheelers uh, at the time, and it was about 11 o'clock at night, you know, it's a clear summer sky in northwest part of Oklahoma, so it was rather warm. Um, and the wind blowing through my hair, going 55 miles an hour on this ATV. And man, out of nowhere, it was crazy. Out of nowhere came a deer and collided with that bad boy head on. Now, understandably, wow. it was dark. Um, we couldn't see besides the headlight on the four-wheeler, which is hardly nothing, and the stars in the sky. So I hit a deer, and instantly I'm ejected um, from the four-wheeler going 55 miles an hour, land directly on my face because wow. I wasn't wearing a helmet or any protective gear. I was in basketball shorts and um, a bro tank. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I got a lot of scratches, a lot of bruises, and then landed on my face. And one of my uh, one of my best friends, I was on the four-wheeler four, four with me. I had two of them, Reno Talbot and Jonathan Armbruster at the time. And uh, they were okay whenever they were launched off the four-wheeler. Um, they had some scrapes and some gashes and stuff like that. But for the most part, they could walk around. But for me, I was laying in the middle of the road. And uh, Jonathan came over, and he looked down, and he noticed a few things, man. Um, He noticed, one, that um, I had a big gash in the side of my face where I almost lost my entire left eye. Um, I wasn't moving, and, Colin, I wasn't even breathing. And, dude, he looks up, and he starts screaming, guys, 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 Brandon's dead. And, I mean, I'm out this entire time. I I woke up in the hospital about nine days later and started to kind of understand and comprehend what was going on. And this is kind of how it was, Colin. My doctors were telling me that I was now at a third grade mental capacity and hardly wow. having the ability to walk. Yeah, man. Uh, it is, it was crazy. Cause like my life for me, it, it, it's, it completely switched. I went from being Mr. High school, you know, a valedictorian in my class, top 10 basketball player to now I would say, and I said, I'm um, at the time I'm Mr. Hopeless. You know, yeah. uh, I, 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 my doctors were telling me my life was never going to be the same. I need to take it easy. I need to postpone my academic endeavors. They were like, this is it. Like, you just got to deal with it pretty much. Yeah. And Colin, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm not Superman. Um, I can't say that, no, I was Superman. And I said, I could do it. <laughs> Dude, I accepted it. Uh, like, I just woke up to this whole new world. And I knew doctors went to school forever. So, I mean, let's take their advice, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I took their advice. I took it easy. I was doing my rehab in the hospital and I was there in the hospital for about a month and I was finally released to go home. 
And I'm laying in bed one night, you know, just feeling the drag, you know, my life turned upside down, going through third grade mental capacity, hardly able to walk and just, you know, reflecting. And I'm like, man, I got to get some motivation in my life. Um, so, I mean, I was looking at Instagram, Google, YouTube, trying to find motivational, inspirational quotes and movies and all this other jazz. And then Colin, this is, this is the quote that kind of was, was the, the turning point, I would say, at this point in my life. And I came across a quote, and the quote pretty much said this, and it was by Steve Jobs. Okay. And it's cool because now, uh, kind of fast-forwarding a little bit on side note, two two of uh, Steve Jobs' former business partners are now my business partners. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I got lucky. Um, but going back to the quote that kind, of, that kind of changed my life around, it's this. When you realize that the people who are changing our world, the people that are influencing our society— every single day are no smarter than you you will realize that you can do just the same hmm. and man that was it that's where i was like you know what i took english i was i did pretty good in english that you included me little old me where i grew up from nothing my life was turned upside down i did not have the best physical abilities mental abilities i was like i don't care i'm gonna go to the university of oklahoma and if i fail i fail so, I mean, I had that mentality. I had that, that drive at that point, and I'm like, let's do this. So, I mean, I went to the University of Oklahoma three months after being pronounced dead, yeah. um, after waking up to, wow. the, to all these new things that I had to deal with. And uh, it was – I thought I was doing good, man. Uh, I thought – I mean, I was in the gym every day. I was getting tutoring and all this other stuff to help with my mental capacity and whatnot. And it, it, the first semester, um, mid-semester grades come out. And, you know, I'm feeling kind of pumped. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm doing pretty good in school, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I get, Colin, I get my uh, my grades back, and I'm failing a class, man. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, I've I've never failed a class in my entire life up to this point, and let alone even get a B in high school. <laughs> and now it's failing. And I'm just like, come on, man. You're killing me. Um, so at that point, I, I, I remember my doctor telling me that whenever you have a severe traumatic brain injury that I had that night, um, you essentially get a new brain. So I did some hmm. research. I looked at some of my, uh, my, um, my scans from whenever I was in the hospital, my brain scans, stuff like that. So I wanted to figure out what was going on. And I found out that a blood vessel had burst in my brain by my basal ganglia that night whenever I came into con to contact wow. with the concrete. And so I did research because I had no idea what the basal ganglia is. And it's pretty much, it controls four main things in your life, Colin. Okay. It controls your voluntary movement, mm -hmm. your cognitive capacity, your learning capabilities. Oh, yeah, and your memory. <laughs> so <laughs> everything that we use to function in day-to-day -day life was, was hit for me. So essentially what I had to do to get back on the game mentally is I had – to relearn how to think, I had to relearn how to memorize, and Colin, I essentially had to relearn how to learn. Um, so I mean, I put in the grind even more. So my studying and my tutoring, I mean, it doubled. And I like I kept going to office hours, I kept getting help with, uh, with school, and that's all this other stuff. And Colin, I'll tell you what, it was a blessing and it was very humbling, um, because at the end of that semester for my freshman year, my first semester, I was able to get a 4.0 GPA, man. Wow. Uh, it was, it was, I was definitely blessed. So you go through this, I mean, you're pronounced dead. 
right? Doctors tell you yeah. that slow down, don't do it, but you didn't you You're didn't give into that. Not. You know, like you you didn't give into it. What like looking well, back at, at it at, how, at first I, I did give into it, Colin. Yeah. I did give into it, but then that's when I kind of had to kind of focus on, you know, the rest of the world, realizing that I'm not the only one that goes through struggles. Mm. And I'm not the only one that has things that I have to deal with. There are other people out there that have to go through things too. So it was selfish of me to think of poor little old me, I can't do it. When there are people every single day overcoming things as great or even greater what I had to do. So I kind of had to take that selfishness out of myself and that self-pity and kind of turn it into self-compassion and understanding. Ah, that's so good. And I think that a lot of people can resonate with that because, you know, I have friends and everyone does, right? You get so consumed in your own world and you think that what you're going through is worse than others, but you, you're not actually thinking about what others are going through. Like how, did, how at that time, like how did you, how did you have that belief in you to keep pushing? Even when you're failing that class, you're working hard, you think you're doing well, you see that mark, you're like, wow, I'm failing. How did you continuously have that belief in yourself to keep pushing forward? Well, I, I think that goes back to, to or I haven't mentioned this yet, but it goes to surrounding yourself with a group of people, a, mm. a support system. And I'm not talking about just cheerleaders, but I'm, people, I'm talking about people who can be realistic with you and people who can keep you on track and accountable. Like for me, I, I surround myself with people who affirm me, reaffirm me, and confirm me not only who I am, but who I'm going to be. Mm. And that has played so such good. a crucial role. Because, I mean, at the time, at the University of Oklahoma, my main support group while I was at the university, because I was three hours away from home, my main support group was um, a group called the President's Leadership Class. It's the top 100 students out of the over 4,000 students at the University of Oklahoma freshman class. Okay. And like these students, they had no idea what I went through. All they could see was this big gash in the side of my face <laughs> and that you know my, my physical ability to walk and stuff was a little off. Um, but like they had no idea. And they were just high-quality people that just – they naturally just affirmed and reaffirmed and confirmed me like where I was going and who I am. And that is such a crucial part. I don't, I'm not talking about getting yourself or getting people surrounding you saying, Oh, you're doing the best. You're doing the best. You're the best. And like your cheerleaders, those are necessary, but you can't have that be all you have. You have to have people to keep you accountable, people to push you and people to be realistic with you saying, look, yes. you know, here are some strategies to go about how you truly want to to do these great things in your life. Here's some strategies. And that's why I say mentors come into play because I'll be honest with you, man. I have about five to 10 intimate mentors I can go to for anything. 15 to 20 I can go to um, for here and there and about, you know, 75 others that I, I listen to, you know, listening to your podcast or listening to like Ty Lopez and just different people like that. Yeah, you so know mentors, what? I, so I appreciate you putting me in there. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> definitely an honor, man. So you finished university. Where did you think you were headed in terms of your next stage in life, in terms of your professional career? Did you envision you would be an entrepreneur and a speaker? Or did you feel like there was another path for you at that time? Oh, yeah. So in, in, in o the University of Oklahoma, I spent three semesters there, and like I fell in like I love the University of Oklahoma. And my plans were to get my you know finance degree, get into stocks and all the other stuff. And then about mid-semester um, of my first semester, my sophomore year, so this would be my third semester at OU, 
I, I just felt like the Lord was tugging at me saying, you know, look into Christian colleges because I've always wanted um, to be a missionary ever since I was a little boy. And um, I just didn't know how that would look. Or I wanted to do missions in some way, some way or form. Okay. And I felt like going to a Christian university was the best route for me at the time. So what I did is I ended up transferring to a Christian university called Fried Hardeman University. And that was located in southwest Tennessee in a town called Henderson. Now, this is the complete opposite of University of Oklahoma. Fried Hardeman, you know, school of about 1,500 students, very strict, um, and a Christian school. And you had University of Oklahoma, where I spent three semesters at, you know, very large university, yeah. you know, big in sports and all these other things. So I was going to the complete opposite type of school. But whenever I got to Fried Hardeman University, that's kind of where a lot of my different um, – my plans at OU started to change. Where whenever I got to Fried Hardeman, I started to have more of a people focus. Mm. I started to focus more on bringing value to people and helping people achieve their dreams and whatnot. And I'm actually, I started an initiative. It was a nonprofit to bring opportunity to the country of Haiti and worked on for two and a half years. Um, I spent, I mean, I traveled over 150,000 miles for this thing, all on my own dime, meeting with 200 plus people, people in the White House, you know former U.S. ambassadors, the embassy of Haiti there in D.C. I mean, I've met with hundreds of people. Yeah. And I just, you see, this is this is the part. Sometimes whenever you put in the grind, it seems like it, it was for nothing um, because I had to close the doors on that back in December of 2018. So not too long ago, I had to close the doors on that nonprofit because it just didn't, wasn't able to take off. Yeah. And I just reached out to um, another group who's really, really big in the country of Haiti, and they recognized my expertise, and they recognized the initiative that we had could really bring a lot to the country of Haiti. And they are considering me uh, considering me to join their team, which, I mean, these people are very, very big in the philanthropic world um, across the entire world. Um, so I was humbled to kind of see, like, my, my, my grind didn't pay off the way that I was hoping for it to. But in the in the long run, it's starting to look like it may pay off in another way. So I mean, sometimes we we think we're putting in the grind for nothing, and then it gets to a point where it looks like it was for nothing. But all of a sudden, we realize and we have an opportunity where we understand the grind we put in is actually being put to use. Uh, you know, I think that's so good. And one of my favorite quotes is, "How you do one thing is how you do everything." And I'm a true believer that people recognize, even if you fail at a business venture, even if you're in a position that you don't want to be in. If you're a good person, you do right by other people, you work hard, you do the best you can, you will get noticed. Oh yeah, man, that's that's so true. And like just the people that I've I've been able to be mentored by and now partnering with, that's one of the things they notice. Hmm. I mean, they notice that I'm trustworthy. They know that I hold my word. Um, they know that I'm very organized. Um, that's one thing that's that one of my million dollar mentors, um, or she's a decade millionaire, she's like, if you want to be <laughs> successful, get organized. Um, so I mean they, they recognize these, these small, I call them soft skills that are so underappreciated in today's world that people, like the people who are, I see performing the best, like you and like, you know, Tony Robbins and all these great people, like they have great soft skills. They're great talking with people. They can make you feel important whenever you're in a conversation with them. So I kind of like learned those skills um, at a young age through the community I was in and people are noticing net them, them now and they're like, you could be a great asset and you can bring value to our organization or our initiative, whatever it may be. A hundred percent. And I, th you know, you talk mentors, I preach mentors all the time 
And yeah. say, you know, for you, you like you said, you have Deca Millionaire. You have a whole bunch of mentors that you've been able to to kind of be in your corner to help you. For people out there who are looking at getting mentors or new, who know they should, but maybe don't know how yeah. to approach someone that they want to view as a mentor, like what are some tricks? What are some things you did? Oh, yeah, man, for sure. So like growing up in nowhere, Oklahoma, the only mentors that I had access to were farmers. And I wasn't <laughs> going into farming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, that's where it just came up to starting to build who you are first. So my what I say is build your build who you are first, be confident in who you are and display that very well. So, I mean, get develop those soft skills where you can make someone in a meeting feel like they're a million dollars, because whenever you meet with somebody um, who whose net worth is eight hundred million dollars, like I've met with before, like. They, they get talked to all the time. They get praised all the time. But if you can really can make a connection with them and don't see them as some superstar but just as a normal human being but at the same time make them feel incredible, like that's that's a delicate way to go about doing it. But once you master that, you can get these mentors. And like some little strategic ways that I get mentors is, um, for example, one of my mentors, she's in Ocala, Florida. She's the decamillionaire that I mentioned about getting mm-hmm. organized. And she came to an event there in Oklahoma City and – um, I was determined to do an internship for this for this lady. So I had before I went to for, before I went to the event, I had three resumes ready to give to her. And she was leaving the event, and I chased her down in the parking lot. And I was like, "Look, <laughs> I want to intern for you. I will fly all the way to Florida from Oklahoma and be your mentor for free. Like I want to learn from you." And boom, at that moment, like she was like, "We'll consider it," you know. And I get an email a month later saying, "Hey, we want you to come intern for us." Wow. And like that opened the door who because after um, I worked for her, interned for her, word of mouth, man, she's connected with a guy who builds – his name is Frank McKinney, and he builds oceanfront properties here for the ultra-wealthy um, in, in Palm Beach and Broward County area, man. And he, he's not only successful in that aspect, but he's also building his 27th and 28th self-sustaining village in the country of Haiti. Wow. Yeah, so he he's very big on you know perfecting your craft um, professionally, but also spiritually in your higher calling. Um, so Frank McKinney is another one of my mentors I look up to, and I mean it's it's funny. Uh, Frank McKinney kind of go off subject real quick, um, but he <laughs> his office is in a treehouse. Really, his office in a treehouse that overlooks the Atlantic Ocean. Man, wow! Yeah, How the hell did he get that? <laughs> well, I mean, he, he, he built it, right? Um, yeah. And so, like, he built this treehouse that overlooks his mansion or it overlooks the, the, the Atlantic Ocean there um, on the A1A. And uh, he had me in there, and he's like, Brandon, I was, I was able to get a, a quick meeting with him for some advice. He's like, Brandon, do you understand the difference between motivation, inspiration, and aspirations? And I said, you know, Mr. McKinney, I feel like they're the same thing. Hmm. And he's like, actually, this is where a lot of people get that wrong. And this is where people fall into the pits. And this is where people get lost on their journey because they don't understand the difference between motivation, inspiration, and aspiration. He goes on to explain to me, Colin, he said, motivation is, I'm sorry, he said, motivation and inspiration, they're temporary and they're momentary and they're going to leave. He said, you need to come to understanding that you're going to lose motivation, you're going to lose inspiration, and it's okay. He said, motivation is momentary. He said, it lasts about as long as, he said, well, whenever you wake up in the morning, you start your day, you, you get your, your grind on, you get your, your, your uh, dirt under your nails, and you start to get a little dirty, right? But whenever you go uh, at home and you start to shower, you start scrubbing, dubbing, you know, with your soap and whatnot, <laughs> um, you start to wash it off. 
all the, the dirt from the day, the grind from the day, all of your motivation from the day goes down the drain with it. He said motivation mm. lasts about a day. He said now inspiration's a little bit longer and it's temp. He said that's temporary. He said inspiration is temporary. He said inspiration lasts about as long as a bad sunburn. Now, Colin, I don't know about you, but I am uh, a ginger, and I get burned quite well whenever I go to the beach here in I'm Florida. Not, I'm not good with the sun either. <laughs> hey, man, it's <laughs> a struggle, I'll tell you what. Um, but he said inspiration lasts, lasts about as long as a bad sunburn. He said five to seven days, if you're lucky, you'll get you got that much out of an inspiration. He said, yeah. but once you come to understanding that you motivation, inspiration, that they're going to be gone before too long, that, that's good. He said, but this is where your life starts to change. He said, you need to understand the importance of aspirations, Brandon. Hmm. He said, aspirations, those are DNA altering. He said, whenever you discover your aspiration in life, whenever you understand what you want in life and that you're going to stop at nothing to get there. He said, you'll have off days. You'll have days where you don't want to get up. You'll have days where you don't want to do anything. You'll have that motivation gone, the inspiration gone, but you will never lose your aspiration because that's what is per, that's perpetuating you to the greater tomorrow of who you know you're going to be and just having that that understanding of motivation inspiration aspiration it really was another good like pushing point for me in my my career oh man that's gold right there and for people listening if you missed that at any point rewind and listen to that because that is so very important i absolutely love that now lastly for you brandon like everything you've done, where you've come from, what you've been through, what you've accomplished. I'm wondering if you could go back and speak to a 15-year-old Brandon. I'm wondering what you would tell yourself. Man, what would I tell myself? Um, honestly, I, I, I would reinforce the importance of what I was learning as, as a student mm. um, there growing up. Um, I would reinforce the importance of of carrying myself well, um, understanding how to handle myself in situations because because people realize how you handle situations. Do you blow up um, whenever you get angry? Yeah. No one wants to work with someone who's going to blow up over the little, littlest things. You know, we're in a time of society where someone can do something just as good as you, but with a better attitude. So you mm, better watch so what true. you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just that and the understanding of, of, of continue on with being respectful and, and building trust with people and holding to your word um, and just really caring about people, man. That's where it's at. I mean, all I'm starting to see a trend going on with all these big people, these big names out there. And it's it's synonymous, man. You have to care about people. Yeah. And you want to have to bring value to these people, not sell them some product, not sell them this or that, but truly bring value to them. And just really care about them, and like that's what I would I would tell my 15 year old self. I just really stressing the importance of continuing to build on that, so I could be at like even steps ahead where I am right now, to where I could, uh, you know, I think that's something that everybody needs to really implement and focus on in their life. Not trying to build your some tech skills or some Facebook marketing skills, because that'll take care of itself if you're one heck of a person that people can trust and admire. So true. And Brandon, what are you excited about right now? I know you got uh, big things on the go, but what are you super excited about right now? Oh man, I'll tell you what, this is what I'm excited about right now. All right, so back in January of 2018, I got a random phone call by a guy named Jim DeFelice. Now, some people know Jim or Mr. DeFelice um, as the author and director of American Sniper. 
And I'm, I'm like, wow. is this who I'm talking to? And he's like, yeah, that's who, this is who I am. And he's like, Brandon, um, we, we noticed that you have a video floating around Facebook that was done by the Jimmy Rain Foundation telling about your inspirational story that you have. And he said, Taya and I, Taya is, is the widow of the main character in American Sniper. He said, Taya and I are writing a new book called American Spirit. And it tells a story of about 30 Americans um, who have done extraordinary things um, for their communities and their nation at large, but have overcome incredible circumstances just to get there. And he said, we want to feature you in, in our book. And I'm just like, man, at this point, I'm like, holy smokes, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, so, I mean, this, this, this book is it's coming amazing. out April 2nd. Yeah, I mean, I was so blessed whenever I got that. Was, it was very humbling, I'll tell you that. Um, but it's coming out April 2nd. You can pre-order your copy right now, man. Uh, it, it's just super humbling to be just mentioned with those names um, because I feel like what I did, um, I'll be honest with you, Colin. I 100% believe this. What I did and what I was able to overcome, anybody can do it. I'm not some mm. superhero. I'm not some superhuman being that has apps like the most incredible story of all the world. No, no, no. I'm just like everyday people. There's nothing special about me. The only, the only thing that separates people who don't do it and who do do it are the people that say I can instead of I can't. Yes. I mean, that's just one thing that just, I want people to realize that there's nothing special about me. Anybody can overcome their circumstances. They need to have a good strategy. They need to have mentors. They need to have a support system to affirm, reaffirm, and confirm them. And I mean, listening to podcasts like yours, I mean, that helps along the way too. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Well, I'm going to share uh, that link to pre-order the copy of that book that's coming out April 2nd. I'll update all of you in the uh, audience here when that goes live, but be sure you grab a copy of that book. Brandon, for people out there who want to learn more about you, who want to follow along on your journey, where's the best place they can go? Yeah, man. So I'm on, uh, I have three different ways people can follow me. Um, we have on Instagram, it's Brandon Goslin 2032 and I'm sure we'll be able to post this on their website so they can follow Absolutely. and have access to it. Um, but on Facebook, I'm under the my page is the Aspirational Storyteller. That is my motivational speaking page. And then I have my website, which I'm working on right now. So there is something up right now, but it's not 100% complete. But you can still go there um, and see my story that's on there, the video. And it's brandongoslin.com. And you can book me um, for speaking events, whether it's high school, college graduations, or whether it's a keynote speaking for your next event or leadership camps, whatever it is. That's another way that they can get a hold of me. Absolutely amazing. Everyone, be sure that you follow Brandon on Instagram, Facebook. Visit his website, brandongosling.com. I'll share even that five-minute video, which is just a little snapshot of his life. But I can tell that I know you listening have gotten huge value out of this podcast. So be sure that you follow along on Brandon's journey. He's doing absolutely amazing things. And now, Brandon, the way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is I'm going to give you the floor and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. Okay, so one thing or one thought that we can all go home with today. For sure, man. And I repeat myself for reasons. I'm going to repeat this quote that I mentioned earlier um, because it, it can change your life if you really meditate on it and you really ponder the meaning behind it and how it can apply to you. And that was a quote I said from Steve Jobs. When you realize that the people who are changing our world, the people that are influencing our society every single day are no smarter than you, I mean, then you'll realize that you can do just the same. And man, that's it. That's the quote. 
just really it. ponder and meditate on that and it'll propel you man it really will <laughs> absolutely i absolutely love it and as you can see from this interview everyone success is driven by passion hunger and today having aspirations everyone has to overcome obstacles everyone has a story start building yours today today we had the chance to speak with the amazing brandon goslin brandon i want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule there and coming on the show here with us today Hey man, it was an absolute honor for you to have me on here. The pleasure was all mine. Everyone, if you liked today's episode, you found value in it, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Please leave us a comment, share it with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Yeah.